0: Thank you. Woo! Woo! Whee. Cool. Can everyone hear me if I just talk like this, or do I need to be between the podium? Everyone hear me, all right? Yeah. A couple of nods. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Brett. I'm Ken Sims. I'm the host of. Uh, hello, David. Hello. Uh, I'm the host of uh, VOX World. Yes, it is a voice podcast. Has anyone heard VOX World? By show of hands, oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool, nice, nice. Few people that haven't. If you haven't, vwx.world dot world is uh, where it is, or on any place where you tend to get your podcasts from. Um, and yeah, so we've spent probably uh, when did this start? February last year, so just over a year uh, talking to you know designers, developers, company founders, uh, entrepreneurs, or all all kinds of various people from all walks of life all about how to design and develop voice experiences. That's the whole point of the the podcast and all the content we create, is to help people create world-class voice experiences. Here's some examples of some of the uh, people we've had. We've had Paul Jackson from the BBC talking about designing for kids. We've had uh, Ben Sauer talking about voice strategy. Charlie, who's here today, going to be talking in a minute. Hello, talking about voice commerce. Andrea hasn't actually made it onto this because I made this last week, and our podcast went live this week. So apologies, Andrea, because he's not on there. But this week's podcast is all about how to internationalise your Alexa skills, so how to take it from one language, translate it or transcreate it into another language, uh, which is timely and of the moment because now you can oh hello you can now uh create uh, alexa skills in portuguese uh for use in brazil which is cool so i'd like to say that we planned that and it was all part of it but it was purely coincidental (laughs) um yeah it was yeah well timed so so yeah check it out if you if you are you know if you who, who here is is creating voice experiences for themselves just as a hobby or something like that yeah what about if, who's, who's creating it for brands and clients? Cool, okay, interesting. Who is like within a company or a brand creating it for themselves? A couple, you in and there, Andrea, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and what about people who are just genuine, genuinely kind of interested in it, who might not be doing anything actively right now, but are just interested, okay. Okay, cool. So, I mean, this can go one of two ways, I suppose, really. Uh, I haven't put together a a slide deck as such because I just wanted to see what you would rather hear about. So we can talk about some case studies and some recent things that have been happening, some examples of some use cases. Or we can get into a couple of, given that there's a few people that are building stuff for clients here, we can get into a couple of things that we've noticed compared to last year, what things are like now, what the industry and the state of the industry is like now, with a few tips and, and bits of advice in there for how you might approach voice. Who would rather hear some case studies? Who would rather hear some some tips for how to approach voice design or development? Okay, cool, we'll do that. Um, so one of the things that there's four real things, I think, that have changed since we launched the podcast in February last year. Um, <clears throat> I bought the domain name VUX.world, firstly because I think the .world domain name is pretty cool. And, uh, <laughs> but I bought it and registered it last Ju- uh, June 2017. So like almost half, of it well, more than half a year before we actually launched the podcast. And it's because I had the idea to do this, it'd be good to share, you know, speak to all the people who are creating this stuff and share all that advice and all those tips with people. Um, but I couldn't find anyone to interview in 2017. I just literally couldn't find anyone. And half of that was because I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't know who I was looking for. I didn't know what Alexa skills were necessarily. Google Assistant had a very small presence, if any, in the UK. So maybe I didn't look hard enough, but there was just not that many people around who i could actually speak to so i kind of sat on the idea a little while and decided to actually go ahead and launch it around about october Uh, so i think alexa was launched in the uk in september 2016 so it was probably a, a, a year after that we then started planning the podcast launched it last year and when we first launched it there was a bit of a scene in america but there wasn't a huge amount going on here i know charlie was involved in it and he'll speak a little bit about what he's learned in the last three years today Veteran in in kind of voice assistant terms, uh, certainly in the UK. Um, so there wasn't that much activity really going on in in the UK last February. Now, you know, nearly half the room put their hands up to say that we're doing stuff with clients. A lot of people are putting their hands up saying that I'm building stuff as a hobby. So what's changed over the last just more than twelve months, a little bit, is that people are, are a lot more experienced. There is a lot more experience in this room right now than there would have been 12 months ago. So everyone, when they get started, they start kind of you know testing things and they start playing around with little skills and cat facts and you know random jokes and stuff like that. But I think the 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 one thing I think the first kind of tip I suppose or the first insight is that because we've all now got collectively quite a bit of experience in designing and developing for Alexa now is really the time to start designing and developing stuff that is useful. Because we don't need more cat fact skills and we don't need more random fart generators. We need stuff that are gonna provide value to people. You know, the adoption is absolutely soaring. You know, it's, it's, the smart speakers are selling faster than smartphones ever did. Two, two and a half years, I think it took to reach 50 million uh, device sales. It took smartphone about three years, I think it was. So I think we're, we're collectively we're beyond testing now. We're beyond dipping our toes in the water. And I think we're, it's time now to really start thinking about providing some value. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about that uh, from the speakers today. Because of the device kind of adoption, a hell of a lot of uh, different people are using them, aren't they? So we've got Paul Jackson there from the BBC. I don't know if Heidi Culbertson's on it. Heidi Culbertson's here. So she's founded a company called Ask Marvy. They help uh, with older adults and is going to talk a bit about that as well today in terms of how voice can be used uh, to improve the lives of the elderly so you've got kids on one side and you've got the elderly on the other side and you've got everybody else in the middle so voice technology and and smart speakers and voice assistants aren't being used by the millennials they're being used by everybody so what that means is when you're approaching designing or creating a voice experience is actually you can be pretty much you know quite targeted in your users, and you can be pretty targeted in the context as well. Because now we've got voice assistant usage in the car. I think in America, there's more people using voice assistants in the car than they are using smart speakers. So, and then uh, uh, you know, Amazon have announced the wearable he- uh, earphones with Alexa built in. Apple obviously launched the the new kind of AirPods recently as well. So, we have access to a voice interface in lots and lots of different places, and there's lots and lots of different types of people who are using it. So the second thing is to be targeted with what you're doing. Generic stuff for generic people doesn't seem to go down very well in any industry or any place at all. If you can provide genuine value that matches your user's need at that moment in time and the context that they're in, you're far likely to have success. So that's the second thing. Uh, The third thing, uh, what's the third thing? Oh yeah, Uh, brand. Knowledge and knowledge within companies has also advanced. So, this time last year, we were doing uh, all kinds of events on this kind of stuff. And whenever you would be in in a room full of brands, and you would ask who's done anything with voice, or who's got an Alexa skill, or who's thinking about it seriously, you would have probably like five, maybe ten percent of the room would put the hand up. You know, we were at uh, TechNova the other week. Who was that? Was anyone at TechNova? the week a few people yeah so the room was full of people who are either they've either launched something or they're in the process of creating something so there's a lot more understanding from brands and what's happened in the last 12 months is things have changed from tactical things to more strategic things so excuse me last year uh, dominoes did anyone build the dominoes skill? no good <laughs> so has anyone used the Domino's skill? Play yeah. Play around with it. Yeah. And that's all you can necessarily do is play around, isn't it? Because you, what happens is you get into the skill. Oh, we've got an Alexa. Should we, should we order a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> We'd take us all night. Um, <laughs> so what happens is you go into the skill, and the first thing you need to do is you, need, you get sent to a website. You need to go to the Domino's website, forward slash Alexa or whatever. You need to sign in. Then you need to go through and pick the things that you want to order. You need to pick all your pizzas, all your sides, all that kind of stuff. Put them into a favourites box within the website. Once you've saved them into the favourites box, then you can go back to Alexa and then you can ask Alexa to order your favourites box. So, by the time you've added all the stuff to your favourites box and signed in, you may as well just press buy and get it done. <clears throat> so. That was a tactical implementation from Domino's. It's something that they can put on their advert and say, we've got an Alexa skill, you know. Um, whereas now, voice is being used in a more strategic way. It's being used in a way that will actually contribute to the business or achieve something for the business. It's not necessarily a market employee. So a good example of that is Virgin Trains. Has anyone used the Virgin Trains skill? Yeah, this chap at the back, he's on it. He's using everything, pizzas and trains all over. <laughs> So the Virgin Train skill lets you actually book a train ticket through Alexa. Now, the user experience, uh, we'll come on to a little bit about the, the, the design of it, I suppose, but although it can be improved, there is, it, you can actually order a train ticket with your voice on Alexa. So, and it's not necessarily, they won't have created a separate ticketing system specifically just for Alexa tickets, chances are that's going to be integrated into their core ticketing system because you can pull train times and all this kind of stuff as well. So it's, it's contributing to the business. It's more of a strategic move to try and bring value through voice rather than a tactical market employee. Um, so that's the, the next thing is to, when working with clients, try and think about voice as an interface as something that, as, as a way to provide value to people in a way that is strategic to add value to the business rather than a tick box or a, uh, a market employee. Um, and then the last thing I think that's, that's improved, which uh, Andrea will speak to uh, as well, is that the design... Oops, we've got a spillage over here. Oh, no. Uh-oh, clean up on aisle one. Um, the next, the other, thing that's, the other thing that has improved is, uh, is design practices, right? So we've learned a lot about how to design voice experiences. And it used to be that we'd start out with a, a kind of like a process map and we'd go from A and you'd choose B or C, then you'd go to B and you'd choose D or E, and you'd go to whatever that number was and learn more of the alphabet. Um, so it was almost like a tree-based structure. And actually, the Virgin Train skill uses that structure. So if you go through the Virgin Train skill, you get two options. You can either pick a time or go and try and find train times, or you can book a ticket. And I did this in a workshop that we were doing. I was given a demonstration, and I come across this by accident. If you go down and try and find out train times, you'll go down the route. You'll say, I want to train from London to Edinburgh. It'll pick you a train time. It'll say a quarter past one uh, in the afternoon on a Saturday. If you then say, book it, it freaks out. You can't book it. You, you can only find out the time. You've got to skip back to the top of the tree and say, "I now want to book a train," and then hop down that tree to find the time to then book the ticket. And the ironic thing is that the times were different, so you're getting different times. But but if it, if it, that's because they've used a tree-based structure, they've gone down the tree in ta- in the in the uh, train times, and they're not linking it to the um, the booking bit. Um, so. I won't say any more than that because I know Andrea is going to speak a lot, in a lot more detail uh, to that effect. But the design practices that we've found over the last 12 months have improved a hell of a lot. And I'm sure uh, Andrea will, will point you in the direction of the guidance and, and the tutorials and the content that Amazon have. Uh, or you could listen to the Vux World podcast as well if you wanted to uh, learn a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah, those, those are the kind of the four things. We've got a lot more experience so we can start building more valuable stuff. We can target and be specific with our use cases because more people are using it. We've got a broad target market. Uh, the brand experience uh, and approach has improved. So people are being more strategic rather than more tactical. And we've learned a lot about how to design for this stuff. Um, so we can actually create some really, really compelling compelling things. How are we doing for time? We're a bit running late. Should we move on? Should we introduce Charlie? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was what's happened in the last kind of 12 month-ish or so, uh, which is a hell of a lot. Charlie has been working in this stuff for over three years now, uh, and he'll tell you a lot more about, about what he's been kind of working on and, and all that kind of stuff in a sec. Um, so, yeah, he's a veteran in the in the voice space, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Cabry. Thanks,